Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They're calling it dueling realities, age, political ideology, and the divide Canadians have over the cause and threat of climate change. It's a national poll by Angus Reid. I spoke with Shaki Curl. She's the Angus Reid Institute Vice President. According to a survey, a poll done nationally by the Angus Reid Institute, the headline of the poll is Dueling Realities, Age, Political Ideology, Divide Canadians Over Cause and Threat of Climate Change. By the way, COP24, that's the uh, major conference on climate change, is coming up in Katowice. I think that's how you pronounce it, in Poland. COP25 was going to be in Brazil, but the new Brazilian president has said, nope, we're canceling that. So joining us is Shaki Curl. She's the vice president of the Angus Reid Institute, and I almost like talking to you, Shaki. Uh, so break this down for us. Uh, age, political ideology, how does that play into whether or not folks accept the climate change or, or, or global warming argument? It has everything to do with uh, with where you live, what where you're at in life uh, chronologically, and uh, often what gender you are. So, look, overall, uh, the majority of Canadians are of the view that climate change is a fact caused by uh, human activity, uh, industrial activity, vehicle emissions, carbon emissions, what have you. But there is a significant minority of Canadians, about 30%, who are divided into two other camps. Either they say that, yes, climate change is a fact, but it is due to natural causes. And there is uh, yet another group that says, actually, it's a, it's a theory and it has not yet been proven, which I know drives a lot of climate scientists crazy. It drives a lot of people, I'm sure, in the Trudeau government crazy, but, but that is the reality of their reality. And when you look at who those folks are, a lot of them are older, uh, they tend to be Gen Xers or baby boomers. Uh, a lot more of them are men than they are women. And uh, they tend to be people who have uh, voted conservative more recently than they have uh, voted liberal or NDP. And that is why, Roy, we tend to see the political reactions that we do uh, among some of our uh, our provincial and our federal leaders on this issue. It's very interesting. Did you expect uh, these numbers when you started out? You know, the beauty of doing what I do, Roy, um, is that you never know what you're going to get. I, and I I try really hard not to go into field with the expectation of a certain outcome. But sometimes you get outcomes that are a little bit wow. And I would suggest that this one was a little bit wow. I didn't know what we were going to get, but I know and I knew there, for a lot of people, we're seeing a lot of pushback on things like carbon pricing and, and climate change policy. Uh, what I wanted to understand is how much of that is a result of people thinking of carbon pricing simply being a tax grab or another way for government to get money, and how much of it actually is based in a rooted sense that 
Uh, the problem that government is trying to solve through climate change or carbon pricing is not actually a problem. And, and we see that for at least 10% of the population in this country, which works out to millions of people, um, they just, they're, they're not quite convinced yet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know which polling firm did this study, the survey, but it was global, and uh, I mean, as in global s- s- study, and it was about five, six, seven years ago. And there were 19 factors uh, rated in importance where people, um, you know, placed the certain issues in their order of personal importance. And the, the issue of climate has probably changed after this period of time, but it was right across the world, it was almost like last number 19, last number 19. When it changed was when, when we were close to one of the global conferences on climate, and we are close to this. And what, I guess this is my long way of asking is this, are the numbers that you're seeing, is this the first time you're doing this, or are the numbers fairly static? Oh, we've been tracking over a period of time. I think the numbers now, we're actually seeing high, uh, something of a plateau or a peaking in the number of people who, who say that they, they see it as, as, a, as a fact caused by human behavior. Um, you're always going to have, and, and, and this is where generational change is, is a factor. This is, this is where the passage of time is a factor. There are always going to be people who have a different point of view on this issue. But where we are seeing uh, real movement is around actually some of the climate-related events, whether it is intense forest fires in California or flooding in other parts of the country. I'm talking to you from Vancouver today. B.C. has had three summers in a row of incredible forest fire activity that's, that's led to major noticeable changes in, in air quality things in Metro Vancouver. I think these things are a little bit more in your face these days. And so for a lot of people, whether they agree uh, uh, to the cost of these things happening, whether they have consensus on that or not, they are starting to we're noticing changes to our own local climates. We're noticing changes to the climate where we live. Okay, I don't want to just be the contrarian here, and I'm not going to be the contrarian. But then you, then, 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 well, that's my job. That's my job. But uh, it is my job. No, it isn't. It's my job is to be reasonable and thoughtful and agreeable and objective. Uh, People will come back with, "Hey, it's La Nina or El Nino," and those are really significant factors. Uh, I just find the I find the numbers quite fascinating, and I, and it made me think of uh, of, of a book that uh, was written by uh, a gentleman I know quite well, John Zogby. We are many, we are one, and it's all about tribes. People people will join uh, a tribe or a group, and that's up where they stay. It's almost like being a fan, and mm-hmm. you can throw evidence at people uh, on on any number of issues. Say, no, my group doesn't believe in that, and so my mind is shut. Don't know. And I, I think I think that that, uh, that definitely is, is part of what we're dealing with, is yeah. that folks have picked a side and, and nothing will move them from it now. Uh, other factors really do tend to be part of, you know, we see the exasperation of uh, true climate activists who are, who are wanting to see change. They, they sound the alarm around the urgency of the problem. And uh, often when confronted with people who, who have picked their tribe, if you will, or aren't sure, or the amount of evidence they've seen is just not enough to convince them, are then of the view uh, that, that they, we, we, we see this complete exasperation. Mm. And, and, and you kind of see sometimes 
the tone of the finger wagging or the, well, if you don't believe this, you're a dinosaur, which only feeds further into the tribalism. I can understand that for a lot of uh, climate scientists, it must be all kinds of exasperating to continue to be dealing with people who, who well, don't. Well, you know what's interesting believe, as well? But that is the reality. About two months ago, a, a study came out. Ten scientists uh, revealed uh, they'd done a multi-year study, and the oceans were warming 60% faster than anybody had thought. And then one British researcher, who's a math researcher, looked at all of the data and he came back and he said, no, you're, you're wrong on everything here. All, your math is wrong. None of, this, none of this computes. It's all wrong. And then the 10 scientists had to agree that they were, in fact, wrong, that the oceans are not heating up 60% faster. And then their, their response was, well, it, it's good that the mistake was caught and uh, let's move on. A lot of people will see a story like that, and they will not move on. And then the argument is, well, look, the media gives tremendous uh, coverage to the 60% heating, uh, faster heating of the oceans than we thought, and very little to the correction of the story. So there's another one for you. Well, it is where the intersection of politics, media, science, and personal belief and conviction all start to uh, swirl into this this, a uh, place where where we we do probably uh, need to start separating out some of these issues. Uh, that would probably be best for for all involved. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, they are inexorably tangled. I find it fascinating. I really I looked at your poll. I said I have to talk to Shaki about this. Thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Roy. Bye bye. If you want to hear more. Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.